If you are struggling with ADHD or maybe think you're struggling with ADHD, but there's definitely something that you feel like is holding you back. And I would recommend get this book, read it and start paying attention after you read it. And I think that awareness will absolutely kick in. It, it makes going through the steps as somebody with ADHD so much easier and more exciting, right? You don't feel like this is just, you're going through these motions. This is just an assignment. You're excited because now you're, you're doing something to help you and ultimately help your loved ones too, because everybody's going to benefit once you really are able to harness that power of ADHD, because it can genuinely be a power. Welcome to Successful with ADHD. I'm Brooke Schnittman. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Successful with ADHD. Today, I have a special guest, Mark Ronick from Ironic Media. He has been on our podcast before. He is my podcast producer and coach. And I'm going to do things a little different today because we're going to be talking about my book that just dropped, Activate Your ADHD Potential, a 12-step journey from chaos to clarity for adults with ADHD, which has already been a number one seller. I'm so blessed. It's something that has been on my bucket list for five years and I'm finally here and it's out. You can get it on Amazon, on Ingram, on all different book platforms. But Mark here is going to ask me a couple of questions so we can learn a little bit more about the book, who it's for, why I wrote it. And also I can teach you some strategies on it while you're here listening in to see if these might apply to you. I know this is weird to say, but welcome to your own show, Brooke. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> the price is right. I feel like the new Bob Barker. <laughs> yeah, hey, I'll take that job anytime. <laughs> well, welcome. Well, thank you for having me. <laughs> sure, sure. And I'm really excited and honored to be doing this with you. I know how much this book has meant to you from getting it started to the process itself. And I am really curious about it. I've, I've also had the pleasure to read the book before it came out. So thank you for allowing me to do that. And I think that will help a lot here with, with our interview today. And I, I really do believe it's important for for your audience to to hear it from you, what makes this book special and what makes this book really important for somebody with ADHD. And before we dive into it, I want to open with this for you. You've you've been open about your adult diagnosis of ADHD, mm -hmm. uh, and I that was 2019. Yeah, and describing it as a major turning point in your life. Mm -hmm. And can you take us back to that moment? Like what prompted you to get tested? And what what was it like to finally have that diagnosis? If you could kind of take yeah. us through that a little bit. Yeah, it wasn't the typical turning point after receiving the diagnosis that I hear so much from my clients. I've been working with ADHDers at that point for like 15 years. And I noticed once I was six months into my coaching journey that when I was on the computer talking to adults with ADHD, I had a hard time shifting my attention from 
the coaching sessions to the notes, back to the coaching sessions, to the notes. So that was just like one thing that started helping me notice that I might have some of the symptoms. And then I started putting the pieces together and I went for the diagnosis and it was a person who is a specialist in the ADHD field. And she confirmed that I had combined type ADHD. Now, before I became a coach, I received coaching for a year. And that was the first time, and it wasn't specifically ADHD coaching, but it was the first time that I really was able to, with a group, understand how my brain worked, how I was showing up for other people, how I was showing up for myself, and how to small, smallly execute steps to create big success, big programs, big events. And that built my confidence because I was able to realize what was getting in my way. And I was, for the first time, just even though I didn't know I had ADHD at the time, I was able to like listen and hear what other people had to say and not be so masked by my anxiety that, oh, they might be thinking this of me or that because now I know because I went through the exercises what people actually do think of me. <laughs> so when I got that diagnosis in 2019, I was like, okay, you know, I'm doing a lot of these things already. I, I know how to schedule. I, I do this, I do that. I think fast forward to a different stage in my life once I get married and I have kids, you know, life changed, hormones changed, selflessness and selfishness had to change. So at that point, then I started really seeing how my ADHD came into play more. And then I started thinking back into other moments in my life, not regretting anything, not wishing I had the diagnosis sooner but just thinking how my ADHD played out, especially on low executive function days. Mm. Yeah. And so that was something that you struggled with growing up, but didn't realize, didn't yeah. know that it had to do with the ADHD. Yeah. And, you know, when I first got diagnosed, the one thing that I really just, you know, correlated a lot of my unawareness to with the ADHD was the fact that I defined my value based on how hard I worked and how productive I was, which I know so many of us do. And I don't think it's just the ADHD though. I think it's also how I was raised. I came from parents who were high achievers and in order to get attention because I wasn't the smartest, I was probably average to low average IQ. Um, I had to work really hard. I had to work really hard to be the best. And I always wanted to be the best. But that came at a sacrifice and that came at me not being able to have like substantial relationships with men, not having substantial relationships with friends, you know, like fair weather friends. There was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like it. So, okay. So fast forward and here we are now you've written a book and writing a book is no small feat and it's got to be even more of a roller coaster when you're juggling ADHD, right? So I've been really curious about that process for you. So can you give us a behind the scenes look at your writing journey, like the highs and lows and maybe one big hurdle that really tested you in this yeah. journey? Yeah. Well, it's funny because my book talks about how to overcome the overwhelm and underwhelm 
disruption cycle, as you know. And that's literally what was happening to me while I was going through the writing process. But I used the tools to help me from the book, since it's a workbook and book, to get over it. So when I first started writing the book, I had to trick my brain into saying, this isn't going to take long. I'm going to write this overnight. (laughs) I actually believed that I was going to write a quality book overnight. Okay. I'm I'm fascinated by this because uh, as somebody who also has ADHD, I have a hard time tricking my brain that way, right? Like I can't sit there and tell myself, you know, it's going to take me, you know, just a night to do and actually believe it. So how did you do that? I went on YouTube and I saw these people who were like, yeah, you can write a book in 72 hours. So I'm like, okay, if they can do it, I can do it, which like totally goes against everything I teach everyone. Like don't (laughs) just do things because other people are doing it. But I've been wanting to write a book for so long that I had to get over the overwhelm of it making it so big. So I made it smaller and said, I'm not attaching too much emotion to this. I'm just writing and I'm going to come up with an outline. I don't know how to write a book, but everyone keeps telling me you just write. So I am just going to come out, come up with some topics that I know are important for individuals with ADHD to know about. And I'm going to use my signature process and give the readers all of the tools so they can go through that process themselves. I did get to a point in the book writing journey where I got stuck. I got up to like 10,000 words and I had writer's block and I had a timeline and I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to meet this timeline. <laughs> I'm not because I am so in my own head with everything else that is coming up in life. People say they take vacations to write so they can get into their creative flow of writing. I didn't have that luxury. So I just stopped. I stopped because I knew that if I needed to produce good work, that I couldn't do it in the state that I was in. Mm. I gave it about a month. I put it on the back burner. I'm like, I still have that accountability that I want this out in October. I really want it out for ADHD Awareness Month, but I can't do it in the state that I'm in. So then I have a business coach. We were working on the different milestones to get the book out to the public. And we had different due dates. So that weekly accountability for my business coach, you know, after a few weeks, I was sick and tired of saying, no, I didn't do anything. No, I didn't reach that goal. No. So eventually I took it upon myself and I was in a better frame of mind. And I said, okay, let's go. Let me talk this out with someone. Let me see what I'm missing. Let me see like what other gaps need to be filled here to really tie the bow. And then I started flowing again. And what also stopped me, even when I started flowing again, especially that last 5% that us ADHDers can get so stuck with is, oh my God, is it going to be good enough? So I'm at the 95% mark and I'm my editor, I have my proofreader, I have my designer. And they're like, okay, you ready, Brooke? Are you ready? We're going to get it out now. I'm like, but wait, (laughs) (laughs) the pain. What? <laughs> I'm going to tease you for a minute. Was it about the cover? Did you need to change the cover again? Did you, were you okay with that? I'm saying this because behind the scenes, Brooke 
shares some ideas of her covers with some of your clients, right? Yeah. You want our feedback. And I tease Brooke because she talk about executive functioning. There's a lot of back and forth with oh, her yeah. decision-making process on this book and on the cover as an example. So that's why I brought it. Oh, that. yeah. I'm very attached to artwork, including the logo behind me that I had gone through this year. But yes, I was in a, in a stopping point in the beginning because of my cover. Then I got over the cover piece. And then there were some pictures in the book or, you know, some lines that I'm like, mm, maybe this doesn't go here or I need to change the quality of the picture. And I think it all worked out. But it's like being an artist, right? You're never mm -hmm. done. So you just have to decide at one point, this is good enough. People are going to like it. It's never going to be perfect. This is my deadline. And I was actually told by my husband, who typically doesn't do this, he's like, maybe you should push off the date of the book. I'm like, no, <laughs> <laughs> my book's done. It's me. That's the problem. I yeah. just need to be okay with releasing it and getting whatever type of feedback I'm going to get, whether it's good, bad, ugly, life-changing, hopefully it's life-changing, but yeah. Wow. And I really like how you decided at some point I'm taking a month off. Right. And particularly like that you held that deadline. You still said, I'm still committed to October. And the reason why I'm highlighting that is because, again, as somebody with ADHD, I know that sometimes I need to take those breaks as well, because I'm getting too overwhelmed and it's not going to be my best work if I'm forcing it. And when I take the break, sometimes I don't acknowledge that I have a deadline or I don't put a deadline on it. And then I just sit there and I kind of live in guilt for a little yes. while. Right. So that's why I wanted to point that out is because you said, yeah, I am going to take some time off, but I am also going to hold myself accountable. I'm going to stick to that date. And so I, I also appreciate the fact that that Gabe came to you and said, you know, wait, maybe we should push this out. And you were like, nope, nope. So I, I appreciate that commitment to yourself and to the work. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. You know, commitments are scary. And in order to get anything done, you have to be accountable. And very often I'll say to people, oh, just share things on social media, share that you're going to get it out there, share it with your friends and loved ones. And because then you're going to feel like crap if you don't get it out, right? You know, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But I knew that everything I needed was in that book. It was just me <laughs> being me and mm -hmm. that perfectionism and that imposter syndrome that came up a lot, a lot. Like, why should people read this book? Mm. Why? Mm -hmm. There's a million other ADHD books out there. Why mm, listen right. to me? But then I looked back and I said to myself, wait a second, thousands of people have gone through my 3C activation program and said it was life-changing. So why shouldn't people get the access to that program for $17.99 so they can do it on their own as many times as they want and have a community too with our body doubling community that they get access to. There's a lot they get access to with this book, but why couldn't they be successful too through going 
through this journey. I already mm -hmm. have proof that it works. Yeah. Yeah. So then, and we're going to get into some of the book too. And I think that this is important for an audience that has ADHD. At least it is for me. I find certain things like a book, for example, can really ignite my enthusiasm, right? I'm, I'm genuinely excited to pick up that book, learn and get more insights and strategies. And especially with your book and Thank you. The ADHD conundrum for me is, and I believe this for other people with ADHD, is that initial hurdle to actually then sit down and open that book and start reading it. So I'm totally. curious, do you have some pro tips for people yes. like us to jump in and pick up that book finally and open it and read it? A hundred percent. I have a user's guide in the very beginning. So no two people should start at the same place. Start at the user's guide. But then after that, you figure out where you are in your momentum building journey, which is what essentially we're doing in this book. We're building your momentum to get to a greater place of confidence, to get you out of that overwhelm and underwhelm. So in the very beginning, I have a question. I have a couple of questions to ask you. And the way that you answer it is where you're going to start in the book. And know that these are really like bite-sized things. So this isn't something that you're going to consume, though, all in one day either. Sure. This is not like an overnight book that you read. This is something that you need accountability for. And you're going to need to pace yourself out to do the activities to get to that stage of confidence. Yeah, that makes sense. And yeah, that that user guide at the beginning, I agree. That's it, It's such a great idea, too, to be able to look at something as the reader and identify kind of what's calling to me and then be able to jump to it and and feel good about that. And no, I'll get to the other stuff when I'm ready for it. But that will probably, and it did for me, that will help ignite my excitement and enthusiasm to really dig into the book that much more. So yeah, I think that's a great, great approach. So let's talk about the book. Will you share, maybe like, maybe we can start with sharing kind of your the main theme or message you're looking to convey through the book? So with ADHD, we struggle with overwhelm and underwhelm. So when we're overwhelmed, we're overthinking, we are stressed, right? We shut down, we compare ourselves to other people. And then because we shut down because of all that emotional dysregulation, then we go into one of our F responses, freeze, fight, flight, fib, fawn. And from there, we just sometimes just stop, right? And then we get to a point of underwhelm too at that point because we've stopped everything. So when we're underwhelmed, then we're looking for the next thing to get the dopamine. So we're now looking for a new exciting idea once we get over the old issues that we were dealing with. So once we get that new exciting idea, we hyper-focus on it. And once we hyper-focus on it, we shut down because very often we can't regulate our hyper-focus. <laughs> so we get overwhelmed. We then lose dopamine. We have rejection-sensitive dysphoria. We start comparing ourselves to others. And this is essentially what happens to me closer to that five last 5% 5 of the book. I'm like, huh, it's happening. I'm overwhelmed with emotions, right? Like I'm <laughs> reading all these edits and I don't know, I, I can't take it anymore. Right. So I shut down and my body stopped really. It was, you know, I'm sick now, but yeah, 
it happens to all of us. It could happen multiple times a day. It could happen multiple times a week, multiple times a month. But this book helps you wherever you are in the cycle, from overwhelm to underwhelm, to help you stop quicker and realize where you are to get out of it and build your momentum. So we're going to start really small. We're going to understand our hierarchy of needs as ADHDers. In order to be productive and confident, we have to take care of ourselves and we have to figure out what we're not attending to first. And then we can get the overwhelming thoughts out of our brain onto paper and with the strategies and the tools in the book, figure out where to start first mm. and how to make that decision to start. From there, then we build on it and ultimately give you time management strategies that may or may not work for you. So we give lots of different ones with your goals. And at the end, then we give you the tools because you're at a place of greater confidence. You've been building small actions along the way. You've been showing up differently that at the end, you're going to have uncomfortable conversations you've been avoiding. You'll get all the framework for that. I know it's so hard for us to get out of our shell and feel like we are confident enough to have those uncomfortable conversations. But because you've done all this work already, you're likely in a place of, whoa, I didn't know I could do this. And you're feeling confident to delegate, have uncomfortable conversations you've been avoiding, stretch those goals, and be an even higher performer, not just a high achiever. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And I have a random question based on something you said. The You said the Fs, right? The freeze, flight, fright. What, and you mentioned a couple of others and they weren't as, as familiar to me. So I'm curious, will you share a little bit? What were the others? So I don't really talk about the efforts. Actually, I don't talk about it in the book, but I'm just talking about it here. The F responses, the ones that you probably didn't recognize were fawn and fib. So fin is fib is lying and fawn is pleasing someone to, mm. you know, like, oh, you know, like just to get out of whatever discomfort it is to make them like you to make, you know, so yeah. that's fawning. A lot of us ADHDers do that, including myself. So I have to catch myself. I'm working on it. We, we can get into that F trauma response when we shut down from the overwhelm that we have with our ADHD. Yeah. And I also kind of like the term F trauma. <laughs> oh, that's <Right>? good. <laughs> yeah. See, my book's not done. Now I have to go back oh, and change great. it. <laughs> book yeah, number two. Second, ed second edition's coming out a week later. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, all right. So, so we got the idea of the main themes. What's, what's one gold nugget or transformation that you're hoping your readers will really latch on to from your book specifically? Yeah. <clears throat> that productivity doesn't start with doing and doing more. It's actually taking a step back and peeling the onion layers and chipping away at the rock. Because when people usually come to me for coaching or read this book, they're overwhelmed. Yeah. Or they're underwhelmed, but still they need to figure out how to get out of either one of those. And usually when you're in those two states, you are so full, like your cup is so filled 
that you can't feel anything else, that your body legitimately shuts down. And we try to ignore that and we get overwhelmed in our thoughts of like, oh my God, I have all these things that I said yes to and all these commitments that I committed to and I'm not going to do any of them and I'm a failure. And then all of the negative biases that you had from your past are now coming back up for you. So we need to switch the script and forget about starting with a productivity. Start with yourself and then you will be more productive. But we need to reframe that and we need to take a look at these tools and like literally just go through them every time you feel overwhelmed. What am I missing? What did I eat today? Did I drink water today? Did I sleep? Why am I having a bad executive function day? Why do I feel like I have to accomplish 50 things and I just can't physically get out of bed? You talked about that. A lot of people come to you with the overwhelm and the underwhelm or the underwhelm. And I think I came to you with both. I think that was part of my struggle is there were times where I was feeling so overwhelmed with all the different pieces going on in my life from work to personal. And then at the same time, I was finding it difficult to take action. And and there were things that I felt like this this one thing I am I would normally be so excited about and I just didn't have the enthusiasm and excitement. You weren't lit up. Yeah, I wasn't lit up. I wasn't feeling lit up. And I think in your book, I mean a big chunk of your book is about that 12 step program, right? Mm-hmm. So and 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 that was a big help to me too going through uh, coaching with you. So talk a little bit about the 12 step program and maybe give us one piece of advice you'd, you'd want to give to somebody who's just starting on that, on that journey of those, that 12 step process. So the first phase, there's three phases of the 12 step process. The first phase is the control phase. So we have to control the chaos of our ADHD brain because we're at a place where we're overwhelmed, underwhelmed, both, whatever. And as I mentioned, figure out what you're not attending to and figure out what you want to attend to. So like create a list of that and the tools are in there. But then from there, you also have to make sure that whatever you're doing is aligning with your values, your strengths and your passions and your motivations towards things. So there is very actionable activities on how to figure that out. Now go back to your goals that you are going to evaluate in lesson one and a half, I think it is. I I combined a couple of lessons, but (laughs) go back to your goals and say, okay, these were my goals. Now I know my values. I know my strengths. I know my motivation towards things. Am I using my values in here or do I not value this anymore? And that's why I am just rejecting it. Because if you don't value something, (laughs) You're not going to do it. If you Mm -hmm. as an ADHD -er do not believe in something, you are just not going to do it. So your values can shift. Your core values typically do not shift. But once you go back and you take a look at that and you become more self-aware of why you're doing certain things, and perhaps maybe it's because other people thought you should do it. Maybe you got that message growing up from your family or your friends or your teachers or even on social media because a competitor is doing it. That doesn't mean that you have to do it. That doesn't mean that Mark values this. Mark was just dry, like driving himself on emotion to make him execute something. But once it's executed, then what? So many people 
come to coaching and they're like, oh, I need to get that job that I had a few years ago. It was making me a lot of money and I need that job. And I'll say like, why do you want that job? You quit that job or you got let go of that job. Why did you let get let go? Oh, because I wasn't passionate about it. So why would you want to go back into it? <laughs> For the money, is that enough? Can you make money doing something else that you're passionate about? So I know it sounds crazy and I'm sure you've thought about this before, but there are people who are passionate about what they do and they make good money because they are driven and passionate about it. And with ADHD, if we are underwhelmed and we're bored and we don't value what we're doing anymore and we're not leveling up, it's time to move on. Mm. Sorry, I'm taking that in because there are some things going on in my life that... Yeah, I, I could use that advice. And one of the things you mentioned just now or a moment ago was awareness, right? And and that idea of really connecting, being aware with what's making you tick and maybe not making you tick. And mm -hmm. for me, and I know I've shared this with you even probably on that episode when I was your guest, th that piece was huge for me just to start building an awareness when I would work with you weekly and work on your different tips and strategies, it would help me become more and more aware of when it's ADHD versus me, right? So, and I think that this book is going to help people, if nothing more, in my opinion, help you raise that awareness. And, and that I think then leads to being able to work with your ADHD. My question to you is, do you recommend a spouse or a loved one of somebody with ADHD read this book too? <clears throat> I ask you that because I know working from working with you, indirectly, it was helping my wife. Amy was starting to be able to say, you know what? That's not Mark. Mark's not being lazy. He's not intentionally ignoring the laundry that needs to get done. Right. That's his ADHD. his ADHD. Yeah, I do. I actually, in the book, write that if you are seeking to help someone who has ADHD or is suspected to have ADHD, then this book is for you. You could even go through the workbook and the activities for yourself, even if you don't have ADHD, to see what it feels like for them to go through it. Obviously, it's for people who have adult ADHD or suspected ADHD as well and are ready to make changes in their life because they have to do the work, right? But yeah, I think that in any relationship, whether the partner has ADHD or does not have ADHD, it's nice for them to get a glimpse into what you are dealing with on a day-to-day -day basis and you know what you're working on because you want to know what Amy's working on too right like you want to be able mm -hmm. to support her she doesn't have uh, she has ADHD but you know you want to be able to support her in whatever her goals are yeah. if she doesn't know how to support you this book can help her understand how to support you so yes yeah very cool. Well, and we should say again, activate your ADHD potential. That's the title of the book. And there'll be links and all that in the show notes too. And I want to ask you this, when you're working with your clients, right? And you're watching them turn that corner 
with your 12 step mm-hmm. program, it's got to be a big win for you, right? I, I, I know as a coach myself, when, when people have those moments, those aha moments, it's really rewarding as a coach. Are you open to sharing? Mm-hmm. And I, I would imagine you are based on what I've read in your book, any client stories that really hit home for you that made you think, yeah, this is why I do what I do. One of the first clients I had was a failed restaurant owner, and he had ADHD, lives in Singapore, actually, and was going back to graduate school to get his master's and his thesis. So we worked on timelines for his thesis, and he he graduated. And then he ended up becoming an ADHD coach after he went through the 3C activation program, because when he discovered his values, he understood that he wasn't in the right profession when he was a restaurant owner. Like he didn't know what he wanted to do when he was graduating school, but he, he had gone through it and finally had the clarity that he needed to know what was right for him. So that was super cool. I had other people who've tripled their income in one month as a business owner. I've had clients actually set dates and milestones for their thesis and go through that. I've had doctors who have finished their notes, which most ADHD doctors hate notes and they're there to have that relationship with the client and help the client and spend more time than they're advised to spend with their clients. So helping them manage their time and be able to come home to their loved ones and not fall asleep on the couch doing their notes, but actually have a relationship with their partner and feel revived and refreshed the next day. I actually just spoke to some clients who are currently in the 3C activation program and they're halfway through. One of the big things for them was that awareness piece that, whoa, okay, now I get it. Now I understand my brain and now I'm showing up a little differently. Now I need to help my partner understand. How do I do that? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So there goes to your point of, having them check out the book as well. But there's been so many different success stories and I'm forever indebted to, you know, all the people who've supported me in this 3C activation process along the way and who believed in the program because before the book was the program and I didn't, of course, think that the program was good enough, right? Mm -hmm. Never. And I had someone flat out tell me, are you kidding me? You have gold in your hands. I've had like multiple people tell me that over and over again. And finally, I believed it. That's so cool. That's so cool. Well, so the book, we can obviously get it on Amazon as a as a paperback. They could get it on their Kindle. And yeah, uh and paperback, you could buy it on Amazon, Ingram, Spark, Barnes and Noble's. You know, literally, and Google reads anywhere you can get a book. Awesome. It's there. Awesome. And again, like I said earlier, we'll put that in the show notes too. We'll link right to it. I personally endorse and encourage, get this book. I think if if you are struggling with ADHD or maybe think you're struggling with ADHD, but there's definitely something that you feel like is holding you back. And I, I would recommend get this book, read it, and start paying attention after you read it. And I think that awareness will absolutely kick in. And then you'll, it it makes going through the steps as somebody with ADHD so much easier and more exciting, right? You don't feel like this is just, you're going through these motions. This is just an assignment, you know, kind of thing. You're, you're excited because now 
you're you're doing something to help you and and ultimately help your loved ones too because everybody's going to benefit once you really are able to harness that power of ADHD because it can it can genuinely be a power so i i recommend it i i really adore you Brooke and i and i thank you i i can't thank you enough for all you've done for me in my journey and even to this day you know We'll, we'll, we coach each other, right? Well, we I'll help you with the podcast. You help me with the ADHD. And it's been a, it's been a blessing. So thank you. And I'll give you the floor to wrap us up yeah. if you'd like. I hope that the one thing that you got out of today's successful with ADHD episode is that if you're struggling with ADHD and you feel stuck, there's hope. You know, you can get out of that chaos of your ADHD brain. You might not think it's possible now, but I promise you, I have, and so many other people have, you can stop yourself and you could live a highly functioning life and you could thrive because very often we are so capable. We are so capable, but we get stuck at that 95% mark. So there is hope. Whether you buy my book or not, these strategies are, you know, in my program. I also post it on social media. Just believe in yourself. Know that you're not alone. There's a whole community who's listening right now, who's out there, who is going through this with you. And if you don't choose to take this course or method or book, find a friend, find a support group that is going to help you along the way and feel that hope and that confidence. Amen to that. Thank you, Brooke. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Successful with ADHD. I hope it helps you on your journey. And if you need any additional support for you or a loved one with ADHD, feel free to reach out to us at coachingwithbrooke.com and all social media platforms at Coaching with Brooke. And remember, it's Brooke with an E. Thanks again for listening. See you next time.